0: Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. How beautiful, fantastic, good tidings of great joy. And it certainly is that, no doubt about it. Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, verse 10 and 11 is where the title of the production comes from. Let me read it to you. It says, Then the angels said to them, Do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Now we read that good tidings of great joy, and we sing the carol. And I guess for a lot of us, it's a very Christmas cardy kind of a thing to read, isn't it? You know, you see it on a Christmas card, or maybe see it somewhere rather on a poster. And yet to the people who heard that, to the shepherds, they were not thinking anything like Christmas card stuff. They heard it in the original language like this. For there is born to you in in the city of David a Saviour Christ the Lord. And this is mega calm delight. Good tidings of great joy literally to them sounded like It's going to be okay, I guess similarly to what would happen if you've been to the doctor about a condition you have and you're worried about it. And then the doctor says, don't worry about that. We're going to do this and we're going to do that. Everything's going to be all right. That's the same kind of feeling that these people had. It's a bit like if you get into a financial bind and then you go to the financial council and they say, don't worry about it. We're just going to do this. We'll talk to the tax department. We're going to fix it up. Everything is going to be all right. And the message of the angels to these shepherds was exactly that. Everything is going to be all right. Yet, of course, they're under cruel Roman occupation. Joseph and Mary are only in Bethlehem because Caesar Augustus commanded everyone to return to the place of their birth. And you know, Mary could have probably tried to get an exemption, say, hello, I'm nine months pregnant. And the response was, from the Romans, too bad. We don't care. And so for these people, there's restriction and there's difficulties, but everything is going to be all right. I want you to understand today that God is not an optimist. Mostly because He doesn't have to be. God's not an optimist to kind of, well, look on the bright side of things. You've got to remember that God created light. And so He can make any dark side the bright side, no matter what it looks like to you or I. The reality is that your restrictions or mine don't restrict Him. Your limitations, whatever they may be right now, your limitations don't prevent God. The very first revelation we get in Scripture of God is this. In the beginning, God created. In the beginning, didn't matter what it looked like. The earth without form or void. Problems everywhere. It, the, the Hebrew word literally means in a state of chaos. And can I say to you today that maybe you, your world right now, Maybe as you're approaching Christmas, maybe there's a sense of chaos and everything just randomly kind of happening and out of control. But the revelation you and I need at this season of, I want you to get it today, because it's far more than simply Christmas time and carols, but there's a revelation that I believe every Christmas God wants people to get. And that is this, hey, I'm not an optimist. I create light. I'm the creator of it all. What looks like chaos to you is something that I'm in control of and I can change. Understand this, that God doesn't have perspectives. God has plans. God doesn't have perspectives. A perspective is how you see something, usually something you can't change. We've all been through it. Somebody says to you, you know, you tell them what's going on and they go, well, well, look on the bright side. Well, maybe something good's going to happen. Every person that buys a lotto ticket, every single one is looking on the bright side, aren't they? My numbers are going to be it. This is going to be my moment. You know, you watch those, the the ladies' gym class, when they eighteen 18 million, was it? Something rather this week. And you look at them, and I don't know how many people rush out, and the very next week they rush out going, I'm looking on the bright side. This is going to be my moment. But God doesn't have perspectives because perspectives are what people need who can't change things. And God doesn't have a perspective because He can change whatever's happening regardless of what it looks like at the time. Many of us here know and love that verse in Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11. God says this, I know the plans that I have for you. God does not ask you to have a perspective shift. He doesn't say, come on now, buck up, cheer up. everything's going to be okay. He says, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. Right throughout this year, many times I have reminded us all of a verse that comes out of Habakkuk the Old Testament prophet, chapter 2 and verse 14. And in the middle of that, and Habakkuk's another one of those people who's who's quite in despair, actually, if you read the first couple of chapters. He starts telling God everything that's wrong with the world, all the stuff that's awry and that's unjust and that's unfair. And then in the middle of it in chapter 2, he says this, he says, I'm going to stand on the wall and I'm going to see what God will say to me. I need a perspective shift. And the, this is the perspective shift that God begins to speak to me. He says, write a vision. Now a vision to us is something that is a, an optional future, if you like. It's something we'd like to happen. That's what most people believe vision is. But according to God, vision is not something that you'd like to happen. It's something that God declares will happen. That's the difference. When God gives you a vision, it's not, well, I hope this will happen. It's not God saying, come on, shift and adjust your perspective. It's God saying, let me tell you what will be. And Habakkuk the prophet stands up and says, this is what God says. Let me read it to you in verse 14. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. God declares, you know what the end is going to be? The end is not one of misery. The end is not one where the earth is filled with fear. But He says the end is this. The earth is going to be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. Now you can listen to that and go, well, Jeff, you're just being optimistic. or hopeful." And I'd say, oh, you've missed the entire point. God's not an optimist because He can change anything. You might need to be an optimist. I don't know about you, I need perspective shifts in my life. And I've chosen many times, most times, to shift mine and to align it with what God says. So when He says, I'm going to cover the earth with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord, that means your neighbours and mine. I believe with all my heart that we are not living in the darkest hour of the church. I believe we're living in the brightest hour of the church. Every week I have conversation with people that have never been to church. Well, many of them in their their entire life. And I have conversation with them and they start speaking to me about things that are spiritual. They don't always use Bible words. I talked to a lady this week who was helping. She was volunteering at one of our functions. She said this to me. She said, tell me how your life changed. Tell me how your life changed so that you get to do something so profoundly meaningful. She wasn't referring to my title. She was referring to what she saw in front of her, which was an army of Christians getting together saying, we can make a difference, we can see change. And to her, there was a cry. I remember listening to her and realising she had just a job. In her mind, that's all it was. But what she saw into and caught a glimpse of was that there's something greater than that, that there's something more powerful, that your life can actually be caught up in the hand of God, that God's got plans for your life. You don't have to live all through this life just always trying to look on the bright side and hoping things will get better and maybe. Can I say to you, regardless of what you've been through in 2021, I'm, and I say that knowing that for some people, 2021 has been an incredibly challenging and difficult time. And yet God says this, everything will be all right. I bring you good tidings of mega joy I bring you good tidings, mega calm delight. The glory of the Lord is going to cover the earth. So when God announces in Romans chapter 8 and verse 28, all things will work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to His purpose. I know God isn't going, well, you know, I'm going to try and make that happen. I'll just see you. I hope it'll work out. You do understand, don't you? We all know God is not at the mercy of circumstance. You and I might be in our life. But God's not the mercy of it. I love the fact that God has overlaid a plan for my life. God's overlaid. But can I say to you, you it's not whether you're a, a preacher or something rather. God doesn't have plans for those people and for everybody else. It's just, well, I hope. God says He's got a plan for your life. I really believe that today somebody here needs to hear God's got a plan. Don't give up. Don't give up. Certainly adjust your perspective. Certainly allow God to bring a shift into your thinking. So you start walking out of here going, God, you've got a plan. I may not know what it is right now, but God, you've got a plan for my life. Let me read it to you again. Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, verse 10, verse 11. Then the angel said to them, don't be afraid, for I bring you good tidings of great joy. I love this, which will be to all people, which will be to all people. It's not the exclusive province of people that were raised in a Christian home or a Christian country. It doesn't belong to those who've lived perfect lives or who've somehow rather measured up to an internal standard of themselves and the way that others expect their life to be. He says, this will be for all of you. I believe the mercy and the grace of God is far bigger than any of us ever imagined on the days when I might feel at my most kind and my most compassionate, I'm still miles and miles away from the great heart of compassion and grace that God has for what God wants to do. I really pray that wherever you're online or with us in the building, I pray that you will leave here today going, God's got a plan for my life and it's a good one. He says, I know the plans. He said, they're good for your life. Now, some of you here have never made this step. I, I think about this so often, you know, realising that there's almost like a parallel world, if, you, if I can say it like this, that just on the other side of a simple decision lies a completely different life. Think about it. Jesus walked the earth. There's no doubt about it. There's more... Uh, evidence for his life than there is for any other human that ever lived in history. More written about him, more evidence of who he was. And so he walked about and he said things like this, I've come to give you life. He said that to people who I'm very sure, well, many of them were hoping he'd fix everything that was wrong with the world they were in, with the Roman occupation, etc. But there was a peril, there was a world waiting for them that they discovered As they began to keep walking with him. I want to encourage you today if you've never said yes to Jesus and take that little step into a new life, take that new step into a different world, take that new step into plans that God has for your life to put your trust in God. I've knelt beside the sickbed of people and I've held the hand of somebody in their home and they've taken the step of saying, I'm going to put my trust in Jesus. And I've seen the incredible difference that that's made in people's lives. It still marvels me after all these years how that that one simple thing that someone does can profoundly change their entire life. Let me pray with you this morning, wherever you are. I'm not going to embarrass you. I want to help you. And I pray that in your heart today, you'll say yes to Jesus. I pray that in your heart, it's not religion we're asking you to embrace. We're asking You to just open up the inner part of your life and just say, Jesus, I'm going to trust You. Will You show me? Will You help me? Will You walk with me? Will You lead me? Let me know You're there. Let me know that You're in my life. I know that He'll do that. Come on, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank You for everyone that's a part of this that today gets to hear good tidings of great joy. And they for every person. So there's no one listening to me right now, Lord, who has done something so bad that they can't come to You. There's no one who's so confused or so besieged by doubt that they couldn't take this step. There's nobody for whom they just go, I just can't imagine how it could be, Jesus, if they'll put their trust in You, You'll say yes to them as they say yes to You. So I thank You for that today. In the mighty Name of Jesus, Lord, I pray for them those that are in the building right now that are in front of me, those that are online that are in front of me right now, people that maybe used to trust You and stuff got in the road and buried that, would You bring it back to life today, Lord? Would You let them know again, Lord, You're not far away from them. You're close to them. You haven't pushed them away. You haven't forgotten them. You're not punishing them, Lord. Rather, Your hands are open wide. You're embracing and welcoming. We thank you for that in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, help them, Lord. Amen. Amen. If you've said yes to Christ, we really want to help you. We believe it's the start. I'm going to be speaking on Christmas Eve and Christmas morning out of some of the divine mindsets that we discover at Christmas time. I'll give you a hint. One of them is that things take time. Because I was thinking about how Jesus is born as a baby and then you don't hear any mortal, He's about five, I think, when they come back from Egypt where they fled as refugees. Then you hear from Him when He's about 12 and He goes up to the temple and then you don't hear any more He's 30. Some of the great growths in your life, some of the great development in your life is going to take some time. Well, kind of delve into that in those one-hour services. That's why when we talk about saying yes to Jesus, we're not trying to capture, we really want to help you grow. Jesus had to grow. We want to help you grow. So that's why if you send your yes text to the number that's up on the screen, or if you press on that yes button on metro.online, if you do that, well then we'll send you the next day after you do it. Fits on one screen of the smartphone, a Bible verse different every day for 30 days. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people have done it now. I've heard stories back from, not all of them, because I don't know them. But some of them, when I've asked them the question, how did you start your walk with God? And they go, I sent my yes text in. And I say, how was that? And they go, it was incredible. It was like every day God was speaking to me. We send you a Bible verse and a prayer. Just all fits on one screen, with a smartphone. If you're outside of Australia, or if you'd rather get it every day via email, then you go to yes.metrochurch.org.au. We'll send you the details of that there. And we won't ever ask you for anything. We wanna help you. We want you to be able to walk with God in your life. I know that you will as well. Can we just give a big hand to those people because there's always every week. And you're always special. We don't wanna miss you out. So just text that through or go to yes.metrochurch.org.au and it'll be our joy. Our prayer teams will be praying for you. You have no idea how special you are. You have no idea how much heaven rejoices when you make that little shift. You might have told everybody, oh, I don't go for that religion stuff. Why don't you let Jesus come into your life? Bring the good tidings of mega come to light. Everything's going to be alright into your life in Jesus' name. Amen.